Blog Talk Radio. to 
all going to jail voluntary? Who volunteers to go to jail? Who is really benefiting here? Did the Obama administration help in this struggle to stop this action? When did it start? And why? You know what I'm saying? Why towards the end? Was it towards the end of his tenure or in the beginning? That's what I want to know. Who controls the economy? The presidential race is on, and Hillary Clinton is one of the top contenders in the race. Can she help families through child support and put up a freeze or a moratorium uh, stop, you know, the issues going on in, on this side of the neck of the woods? Um, do you think that she can help the people that are dealing with the economy? We're talking about the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. Now, Bill Clinton put out and established the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act, the Bradley Amendment. Is there something that his wife, Hillary, can do for solutions to this epidemic problem? Questions, questions, questions. And a question to you listeners out there. What is the purpose to develop solutions when the government will continue to make it political? There's your comment. And later in the show to state your answers, okay? Please come with a politician's mind. <laughs> so call in at this call number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347 347- 884-8684, and the toll-free number again is 877-483-3153. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. And I have with me my guest, and his name is Alpha C. Held from FAMFIRST International, and he is the president of his 501c3 organization, advocating for decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, okay? And I have questions, and you may have some questions, too. So don't be shy to ask my guests some questions. Come out of hiding, y'all, and stand up, speak up, and speak out. It's time for me to bring Mr. Alpha C. Hells to the forefront and see his personal and organizational uh, opinions about these political issues on the rise, okay, is Brother Alpha Hells available online? Yes. Hi, Sister Wendy. Thank you for having me Hello. again. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Marty Miscardian Company on Small Talk Radio. I'm glad to have you. And, you know, as you know, there's questions, questions, questions about what's going on. And so I further do, you know, let's ask you some questions. First of all, how do you feel about this political side of child support news? Let's start with that. Well, I'm kind of in the middle, you know, sometimes to the left, sometimes to the right with it. Because what I'm seeing now, you know, it drums up a question in my mind. Why are you so busy trying to run to fix certain things, not just on the side of child support, but on the criminal side and, you know, DCF, Department of Children and Families, and 
all these different court arenas. Why are you so busy, you know, trying to muster up steam to try to rectify a lot of these issues now when you did nothing, uh, nothing was done uh, in the early on going. So basically what what messes me up a lot is from the time that uh, President Obama took office up to this point, you know, some eight years later, we're looking at persons that have gone through a lot of this unnecessary drama and just lost nothing else but time. This could have been, these same measures that they're taking right now could have been something that was taken even uh, two to four years within his first term or even six years. Uh, but to be on the tail end and you're trying to rectify all of this stuff, I mean, let's, if I have to go back and I look at all of the stuff that had occurred during that eight-year span, it's not uh, pleasing to me because there were lives lost, you know, by way of um, murders and what have you. There were people that had gone to jail over a period of time, and people, uh, they lost their jobs and could not uh, retain a job uh, in a timely manner. So they lost families, jobs, homes. They lost just all kind of things. But coupled with that, they, they lost their identity to some degree. So oh. I feel their, I feel the people's pain, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way about that, Brother um, Alpha. You know, it's a shame that, you know, everything does not, you know, hit the tabloid, you know, correctly or politically correct what I say, you know, according to the politicians, that is. But, you know, well, the, you know, I think where you're coming from do hit home, and, you know, it, it, it goes right into the question of asking you, um, why Hillary's uh, campaign team will not address families with child support issues, in your opinion? Well, again, you know, when you look at the history behind, you know, some of this drama, especially the DPPA, the Debbie Parent Punishment Act, if you if you really look at that and you see that it was Bill that actually signed it into law, it uh, really placed a burden of hardship on uh, on parents and did not give a, enough maneuvering room for parents to go from uh, state to state to see if they can become employable. You see, that was a device that was set up to go after parents that were skipping, you know, between states to become evasive of paying child support, you know, free willingly. Now, that's what, uh, that's what the DPPA states, even though that goes unfounded and unproved that all of these decent parents of integrity has, you know, it has not been proven that that's what they've been doing. And furthermore, as being a parent of integrity, I mean, you know what you need to get the job done. You know you need a job and you're free willingly 
willing to pay your obligation, but you need that income. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit around in your deadbeat state that you know that's not doing nothing at all job-wise, or are you going to get off your duff and, and, and step out on a limb and say, you know what, something is better than nothing. i got to try something different. I'm going to go maybe a state over or a couple states over because I hear that uh, there may be some jobs coming up. Now, you can apply for as many jobs as you want, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get any because you can't make anyone give you a job. But at least you got off your duff and you took the initiative to go to another state in hopes to jumpstart your uh, uh, career, you know, so you can make some money and what have you. Because if you just sit around in hopes to come up with a job, then that's basically all you're doing. So you're pretty much damned if you try, damned if you don't try, one of those types of things. And, and it's just it's just not fair play. It's not good. Never has been. I understand. Well, you know, um, you know, kind of like, you know, you're ahead of, you know, the questions that I want to ask. So I'm going to ask them anyway because, Again, there may be more information, you know, available, you know, for them, for the listeners to be aware of. And, again, I want to thank you for, you know, sharing what you know, uh, Brother Alpha, because it's good food for those that will apply this knowledge that uh, we are here to give them today. So let's look at it from this point of view. How would it affect Hillary Clinton's campaign uh, you know, at this point, even though we know that Bill Clinton, her husband, put out this Deputy Punishment Act, how would it affect her campaign at this point? Well, because there's not a whole lot of focus on this particular issue like it should be, this should be one of the top priority issues on their radar, but they keep it, you know, swept under the rug purposely. So it's not something that will affect her campaign because they're not even willing to come to the table to discuss any parts of what's going on and what has always gone on because, one, this is the least of their issues that they're looking to try to to fix, to try to rectify because, see, the system is still uh, running like a well-oiled machine. So it's still going to... Uh, make money, even while everyone's out campaigning and going through all this family drama and what have you. So the system is still making money. Um, No one is really going to want to take on this issue until they actually occupy the presidential chair anyway, the high chair anyway. Uh, It's sad, but that's just the way that's going to be. Uh, And also, they're going to keep it under the rug for Hillary for the mere fact that just like uh, she has been coming under fire because of the criminal law uh, bill that was signed into law by her husband, and she's uh, answering some of those questions for, you know, what he initiated. Uh, the same thing would happen with the DPPA that broke a, a lot of families, alienated a lot of parents, sent a lot of parents to jail unjustly and what have you. She'll come under fire with that double time. So, you know, there's only but so much that they'll uh, allow for her to deal with while she's campaigning and what have you. Now, am I saying that she's not the if she's the right uh, appropriate candidate 
for the office. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's a decision that everyone has to make for themselves. But what I can tell you is uh, for someone that knows these issues and not willing to, you know, just be a heads-up person and say, hey, uh, let me talk about this stuff. Let's bring some relief to these people. Uh, you're not showing, you know, uh, you're showing your uh, poker face and what have you, like they say. You're not showing me a straight, honest face. So personally for myself, uh, I, I just have a problem with that because it's kind of like sneaky play to some degree. And even if she occupies the high chair at the White House as our president, commander-in-chief, it's still no guarantees that she wants to rectify anything. And she still uh, lives in the same household with with her husband. So whatever his uh, past ambitions were that he ran out of time and could not initiate during his tenure, it's not as if he can't go ahead and politely uh, talk to her about them and possibly put some stuff on the table and, hey, let's see what we can draft up. Let's see where this happens to go. I guess my feeling is, uh, Miss Wendy, is that I'm just sick and tired of uh, us as obligors, decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors, I'm just sick and tired of our lives being uh, in jeopardy in, in, or left out in limbo. And we're, we're, we're catching havoc and can't do anything about it, <laughs> you know. But th- so, you know, it's not fair. I truly agree with you there, uh, Brother Alpha, because out of the Washington Post, you know, me doing a little bit of um, uh, research and with your help and others that may have been, you know, uh, helping to bring forth, you know, some, some things into view. Um, it talks about here in uh, October 18, 2015, because it seemed like that's the uh, most relevant, you know, in what they have in child support issues. And it says here on the headline, for men in prison, child support becomes a crushing debt. Okay, now we did, we, we spoke on, uh, and you, 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 you did answer the question concerning, you know, the issue that surrounds why the Obama administration didn't do anything about this any sooner, okay? Now, I'm going to ask a relative question to that, is why do you think that the Obama administration could, or why do you think they couldn't or could have did something about this earlier than towards the ending of his tenure? Uh, we want to go back to that because he says here, you know, in addressing the issue that the Obama administration began drafting new rules about four years ago, as currently written, the rules will forbid state child support agencies from classifying incarceration as voluntary, granting that parents would have the legal right to a reduction in payments while they are in prison, and uh, they say that that doesn't, that's a right that doesn't uh, exist in 14 states, but why four years ago, and how soon will it be in effect after he's gone? That's just the political uh, mind wanting to know. 
Well, again, we're we're looking at you know politicians doing what they do best, play po- play politics with you know our lives, and uh, you know that's what they signed up for. And for the most part, we're, we're talking about an issue that, for nine out of ten, it does not affect them or anyone that they are associated to. So to run slow motion on something of this nature and be able to uh, keep your hands in the till, for say, and you're still bringing in monies. So pretty much the machine has been proven to be broken, but they just keep swapping in and out of the parts <laughs> when they need to and keep that cash cow, keep that machine running. So, uh, so, so, so when it comes down to this, where people have lost their jobs, they don't have anyone that they can rely on to help, uh, pay the lump sum obligation on their child support or what have you. They end up in jail, uh, wow. but then, but but then they're hit uh, over the head twice. They're hit with the 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 the, the fact that uh, some jails will create a a bill for the inmate and then tell you up on your release, this is what you owe us for housing you and you know some other things. So you now you owe uh, the correctional facility. But then on the child, then on the child support side, now you're looking at, uh, okay, well you're in jail. Just how long are you going to be in jail because you don't have any money to purge yourself out? So, so now we're looking at, uh, who who came to you to tell you that you need to put in for a modification? We need to work on trying to get some type of reduction. Uh, uh, get you up to snuff to a certain degree where we can make the numbers, crunch the numbers and make it a little bit more affordable for you. Uh, None of this wants to happen. And if it does happen, it's sparingly. And it's by, there's really no mandate that it has to happen. It's by the attitude and how effectively, how efficiently and how often, you know, they would like to carry out that function internally. Uh, this past week, I got uh, so numb when I was uh, given a call by uh, a gentleman, and we talked, you know, at length. And he shared with me that he was just getting out of jail, and uh, there was some people uh, that was locked up when he got in, when he went to jail, and they were still there even after he was released from jail. But the thing is, is he found out that there was maybe about five or six people that was already there and no one has come to talk to them and tell them what their options are and what have you. In other words, they were just in jail. In jail, right. Yeah. So it's like put them in jail, throw the key away, forget about them, and that's that. Yeah, that's that's pathetic. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, to top of what you just said, back off of you, in other words, uh, in this same article that I'm reading from you from the Washington Post, it talks about this uh, this gentleman from uh, North St. Louis, and his name is Pearl Harris, and he is was at the time 39 years old, and he said that he is put in his hours as an apprentice barber, and is one written test away from getting his license. In the meantime, he was living is living in a halfway house and working at a factory across the river of Illinois, uh, packaging for three canisters and Swiffer mops. 
And he says his hours are from 4 p.m. to midnight through, uh, though he arrives an hour early to make sure he doesn't lose his spot to another tent worker awaiting outside the building in hopes of getting a shift. Now, he also says that uh, typically uh, it gets, he, it, he typically gets a, a cousin to ride him back and forth to his dorm room where he sleeps from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. before heading to his daily support uh, group for fathers. And then he said by 8, 8 a.m., the dads are circled up talking about having kids and death and that they uh, have come because the program helps them find a job, develop strategies for handling their arrears, and work on their parenting skills, that they also get free legal help. And many of them were incarcerated almost exclusively for selling drugs, and everyone is wearing a jacket and tie, the uniform of employment. Now, in reading that excerpt, the question to you and what you just heard and better, who is in control of the economy, Brother Alpha? Your local politicians, they, their job, it, you know, is in relation to your uh, state's economics is to make it so appealing that potential uh, businesses would just mm-hmm. love to knock down the door of your state so they can come in and open shops so they can conduct business. But the but the thing is is that even the businesses they have their own issues because government wants to have their hands in uh the business sector so deep for for it contractual wise for a period of time that is it truly beneficial for the company to come and conduct business anywhere there's been so many companies that has either outsourced or considering to outsource uh, still out of the country You know it, it, Is it the right thing to do Well that's the decision for the higher ups Within any uh, given company But I can understand why they do it You know uh, I looked at the debate The last debate between Hillary And Bernie Sanders And you know like anything else You know I was kind of I was kind of uh, Set back uh, to the point where certain questions were prompted to Hillary, and she took uh, uh, a way out when she seems like she's cornered or that she's trapped and she stammers yeah. to some degree, you know. And I said, well, that's also the reason why she would not want to come and have this talk, in, you know, about child support, Department of Children and Families, the uh, dismemberment of families and, and what have you, because, again, with her husband being attached to this drama through through his uh, laws that he signed in, and then uh, as a result, you know, if you're talking about accountability, okay, back to her husband, because if certain laws were not implemented so harshly, we would not have had so many families destroyed and, you know, in the murders and the people unnecessarily going to jail because they couldn't uh, pay their child support, but nobody wants to be held accountable 
to the fact that they went to jail because they couldn't pay, but guess what? They couldn't find jobs, and guess what? There's no jobs coming to your state because your state just isn't appealing enough for uh, those potential business owners to want to come and conduct business in your state. So, see, it's not a trickle-down situation. It's actually a trickle-up situation, Uh, but we're caught up in that up and down cycle and this is uh how I still say that we have to rectify this because no one in 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 all honesty even when we as obligors when we go to court and what have you we're mainly just there we're having this talk but I'm eligible to defend myself I can tell you what I need to tell you why should you already start the process by uh, putting the fear of God in these obligors mental that hey you might be going to jail so you need an attorney knowing that these that we don't have that kind of money to shell out for an attorney and then they say well you 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 can get court appointed attorneys uh, there's a history about the lack of representation from court appointed attorneys and that's not something that you know is fictitious or something that we just conjured up. You know, you have people that can tell their own version, their own stories about the lack of representation that they receive from some court-appointed attorneys. So, you know, it it doesn't have to be that way. Calm down with all the threats. Let me tell you what we need to tell you. Let's negotiate what we need to negotiate. And let me out and let me on my way. Because my thing is, Sister Wendy, if you can't help me, stop hindering me. Right. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a break. Um, I'm going to ask this last question and kind of like give you about two minutes to sum that, that part up about that. And then I'm going to take a break and then we're going to come back and ask, you know, the listeners a specific question, okay? Um, I also asked Miss D from Detroit to be involved in this too because she has a sharp political mind, you know, as a citizen. So any of you out there that may have. Uh, you know, a comment to this uh, question that I'm going to pose to you, please call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684 and choose option one to talk to us here for the show. Um, We have a toll-free number for those that may not have a way to call in. uh, that number is 877-483-3153. Again, that number again is 877-483-3153. Okay, here we go, uh, Brother Alpha. Okay, do you think that a moratorium or a freeze should be set up to help obligors do, you know, because they're having struggles with payments and, and jobs and different things that's going on, and due to the economy. Do you think, uh, you know, freeze should be put up or set up, you know, uh, just like they did when it came to, or like Hillary Clinton had did or stated to happen, you know, for the mortgage fraud when the economy was not at its best and people weren't going to be able to pay their bills for their mortgages and different things. How do you feel about that quickly? I don't think a freeze is what's necessary because there are still some uh, parents that's honestly doing the right thing with the money, so they're expecting the money for the well-being of the child. So I don't think that there should be a freeze. 
because when you say a freeze, uh, are you only talking about the obligors that's locked up, or are you talking about the obligors that are unemployed, but also coupled with that, the obligors that chose to be unemployed? In other words, uh, hey, this is an ideal time. I, If they're going to freeze and stop child support, I'm going to qu- quit this job, and then I'm not going to go look for another job for a period of time, and I can get mine stopped too. See, there's certain things you just don't want to initiate because when you initiate it for, with the intentions of helping a decent person, a decent parent of integrity, you also open that same door for someone that has uh, other ulterior ulterior motives to go ahead and do what they set out to do, which ultimately is, I don't want to pay this thing anyway. (laughs) You you see what I'm saying? Okay. Well, um, we will be right back. And you heard the last uh, statements that were talked or answered of the questions with Brother Alpha. If any of you want to ask him questions, or even me, or just have a statement to say, you know, your opinion, do call in 347-884-8684. That number, again, is 347-884-8684. And this toll-free number is 877-483-3153. Again, 877-483-3153. And look forward to hearing Ms. D on this subject as well. I'll be right back.
I have never been so proud to be in me or what is yours.
So what you're saying is that, and I'm going to say this quickly because we don't have a lot of time, is that if everybody, including the deadbeats, even those that want to turn their life around in the subject of being a responsible obligor, all need to come out and protest in, you know, in a group. And this way that the system, the court system, as you say, would, you know, wouldn't be able to put everybody in jail because they really don't have room to put people in jail at this time. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. If they all Brother, come out at once, if they, it's just like uh, with, with the gay people, when they wanted their rights or, or back in the day when we were fighting for our civil rights. We all had to come out and speak up and march on it. Once we did that, it got noticed, and some solutions were brought forth and put into place. But it takes all of us as a whole to do something. All right. I thank you very much for your comment. And, Brother Alpha, if there's any last things that you want to say, we only have about four minutes left, three minutes now, you know, to the closing is there anything specific that you want to say to what Ms. D is saying and or how they may be able to contact you quickly? No, I like what Ms. D was coming from. I totally agree with that. It, we just need to make that happen so we can get that acknowledged, and it is something that takes precedence over uh, several other things that they're talking about on the campaign trail because a family is, in, in my opinion, a family – uh, and family togetherness is much greater than uh, global warming or uh, let's fend for the pets and you know all all that stuff. Is 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 it is important? Don't get me wrong, but you know none of that means anything if I was a decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligor and I'm behind bars unjustly with no hope. Okay, and my contact information, the best way to contact me is 860-913-6516. That's my 24-hour hotline, and uh, if you have a child support matter, no matter where it may be over the country, contact me, and we can, you know, discuss it and build a game plan. Yes. All right, and I thank you very much, uh, Brother Alpha, for uh, coming on to the show and sharing all of your love and wealth of knowledge towards, you know, the listeners and everybody that want to participate in, you know, doing something about their issue. And they have you, of course. And I know personally that you are good for it. I would, I would definitely be the one to say put a stamp of approval on your organization. And, Ms. D, I thank you thank very you. much for your you're welcome. And I thank you, Ms. D, very much for your input, for your political mind as a citizen here in the United States that's watching this thing going on and that you give your pearls of knowledge on what we need to do, taking it back to where it all began in the beginning, is stand up, speak up, and speak out. Thank you for coming on to the show. And that is our end, okay? And the time is up, and it's time to say I will see you again on Child Support News next Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Lardy Miss Party and Company on BTR, and for this Tuesday coming, 
I've got a good one here for you for all that might want to come on to this show. Okay, April 19th, 2016 is a unity. How to do a grieving when your rights are infringed upon. It's at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Knowledge is power, but if not applied, you can be a target for victimization and fraud. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. Use it before you lose it. Signing off, I'm Lardy Miss Clardy. Good night. Good night. Good night.